For TBWA Shiite Day New York and Nissan, ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop. The all new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E Force all wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in port mode with E-Step off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. It is old school. Tom Stevens in for DP. He's Jay Foreman, the leader of the band. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just playing backup vocals right now. I'm just doing the doo wops. Well, you better jump in there because I know I cannot sing at all. <laughs> My aunt used to tell me that I couldn't then, even I can't even hum. Then we're in real trouble. Yeah, both of us. Well, I, I will never claim that I could really really sing. I, I can do a couple of songs karaoke. I've mm-hmm. got my go-tos, and they're usually loungy. I can kind of fake the lounge singer thing. Um, King of the Road. I'm pretty good at King of the Road. Roger Miller. Ever heard of Roger Miller, King I've of the Road? I've heard of him. Um, I, I can do a pretty decent King of the Road. Uh, I got I, I've I got, got a couple of go-to karaoke songs. Uh, I want you to finish your thought, though, um, because you're talking about the bells and whistles of you know some of the guys wanting that versus – the actual want to, the actual, I mean, and that's is that what's missing with Nebraska football right now? What's mi- what's the missing ingredient? Because Scott Frost has talked about that that we're close, but there there does seem to be a missing ingredient that that causes you to be nine and three, right? Yeah, there's a little bit of it. I think this uh, just the attention to detail by the players, yeah. understanding the magnitude of every every play counts, every every play is important. Um, but you, you you always hear guys say and coaches say you got to learn to win, right? What what is learning to win to you? What does it learning mean? Learning to win is doing the routine things so much that they are routine. Yeah, but that's that's, that's not easy to, it's, to accomplish. It's not because if you have if you have nine guys on or if you have eleven guys on defense, eight doing the right thing, three don't. Yeah. You, then and if those three rotate when they're not, then yeah. that's not how it works. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that goes into learning in quotation how to win. I don't really like that. I don't really like that saying. You need to learn how to say it in a different way. You need to learn how to uh, compete every day. That's what you need. You know, this, I guess, society has built a bunch of front runners. They like it when it's easy, they like that stuff, right? Mm hmm. But when you really want to know how somebody what they're built, you know, put them down ten points. Right. Are you really talking junk when you're down ten points? Do mm-hmm. you really believe it when mm-hmm. you're saying it? Are you saying it with um, your chest out, or are you only yeah. saying it because you know you're up by ten right. points and it's easy? Not everybody wants to take the last shot. I was never that guy. I was looking for Jay Foreman to take the last shot. Well, there was a time I didn't want to take the last shot, and I had a long conversation with my dad about it one time. What did he say? He said the same result that you got from not taking the shot is if is if you didn't make it. He right. said the only way you're going to learn in sports and truly learn what it means to play sports and really compete, he said 
to play sports is one thing. He's like, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what some guys are doing. Competing is different. And in order to learn the difference, you have to fail. You have to – it has um, to hurt you so much that you hate losing more than you like um, to win. There there seems to be that problem with Nebraska sports right now, men's side, uh, basketball, football. I mean, There's a lot of guys that want to take the first quarter shot, the second quarter shot, but maybe not the last shot or the – Make the key play when it really matters. And I mean, it, in order to play sports, you got to be extremely selfless and not selfish. And I don't really see – I wouldn't say that there's guys on Nebraska that don't or won't. I just think it's one of those things that, look, if you're referring to basketball, it's the same thing I said about mm-hmm. football. It's an extremely young team. It's an extremely inexperienced yeah. team. And it's a team that it is still trying to find a ways, find their way yeah. how to compete. Yeah. I agree. That's all there is to it. Uh, four six four five six eight five. Uh, I think Brian is or Brandon is still there on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Hi, Brandon. Hey guys, quick hey. question for you, Jay. I know you're not uh, the person to talk about like the NIL. You don't know the ins and outs as well uh, as some of the other guys do. But it kind of struck me the other night. Are you a big ESPN thirty for thirty guy? I've watched them a few. Um, yeah, I watch them. I think he uh, – are you still there, Brandon, or are you gone? Uh, Brandon said he's out of here. He's out of here. We, I yeah. think we just lost his cell phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like various 30 for 30s. I'm, I, don't, I haven't watched them religiously. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, I like the stories and stuff like that and interesting um, backgrounds of, of players. I mean, you know, to hear the Brian Bosworth um, and his deal and, you know, his relationship with his dad and Barry Switzer and the whole – you know, I remember being a kid, like – Man, who is this jerk on TV, you know, putting lines in his hair and having to, you know, but ultimately, Brian Bosworth was a bad dude. I mean, he was for real. Oh, he was a bad, bad dude. Bad dude. And uh, he actually was better in the NFL than people give him credit for. And so, uh, you know, you learn a lot. The Bo Jackson run, he never quite lived down. But nobody, there's not a linebacker in history that would have made that tackle. Okay. uh, Brandon, we just lost his phone. Uh, Complete your thought, Brandon. Go ahead. Sorry, guys, that's bad uh, service. So my whole thought with this is with the NIL, and you think about USC with Riley going out there. You have Oregon in the Pac-12. They're associated with Nike. You have Oklahoma and Texas that are in oil uh, country. You have a lot of money in those areas. And my whole thought process behind this is when I was watching Trojan War the other night, it went about how Pete Carroll embraced the Hollywood lifestyle and allowed that in to the football program out there. You have Lincoln Riley going out there. You have a high amount of money in that area. Same thing with Oregon with their partnership with Nike and down in the South. I think you're going to see those programs that have that fluid cash availability from their fan bases in other areas, I think you're going to see those programs start to rise up. You know, Nebraska was supposed to be first in line with the NIL and getting things in place um, with open doors and, and things like that. I feel like we've kind of taken a step back, and it'll be interesting in five to ten years down the road to see what those four programs potentially are doing in the college football landscape. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. Your reaction? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I think Nebraska would be be just fine because, uh, you know, I think they, mm. they they've been out in the forefront and they're definitely open to 
you know, evaluating and adjusting. And so um, I think Nebraska will be fine, but it would be interesting on all levels just to see where, you know, this goes, you know, yep. and, and how does it really affect it. Because um, I think it, it, college football is such big business now with the TV contracts, et cetera, that you're going to see teams are able to compete on that level as far as, you know, helping yeah. NIL deals more than um, – you, you know, you kind of just in your first assumption. Um, um, so now the biggest thing is is Nebraska's ability to have this NIL potential in reality because um, it is factual. You come here, the opportunity to grow your brand is up there with just mm-hmm. every other school out there. Now if you can match on the field product, right, and it, you're not even talking about national championships. We're just talking about consistently going to bowl games, right? Mm six seven eight nine wins right real three or four years off of that it'll take nebraska to heights that people can't even dream of right now because we haven't been in a bowl yeah. game in what five years yep uh oh, yeah. there's only two schools that have not been in a bowl game do you know the other one uh, uh kansas kansas yeah kansas and nebraska last two schools that have not been it's been five years as yeah, you so mentioned for, so you know if you roll mm-hmm. off five years of going to a bowl game yeah. on top of what nil can do it, it, you know, it's it's a big deal. I, I, I want to continue that conversation. How do you sell Nebraska in the NIL era? Uh, 